So hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Shiny Side Up podcast, dedicated to improved production racing around Australia and hosted by Mick Hazelton and myself, Chris White. This episode was recorded on 4 November 2019. In tonight's episode, we are joined by Ayrton Richardson from Tasmania, who's been kind enough to share his insights into the local Tasmanian contingent who will be contesting the 2019 IPRA Nationals in Baskerville. Thanks so much to Ayrton, and also to Brad Chick and Lee Forrest who helped in pulling this information together. It sure has Mick and I excited, and I'm sure you'll all love it too. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and subscribe for future episodes. Hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Shiny Side Up podcast and thanks again to Mick Hazelton for hosting. G'day Mick. G'day guys, how you doing? And joining us tonight also, Ayrton Richardson from Tasmania. Ayrton, thank you so much for joining us mate. That's alright, uh, welcome to be here, can't wait. And mate, uh, you've been kind enough to come on board and, and talk us through the Tasmanian contingent who will be uh, representing the Apple Isle down at the Nationals in a couple of weeks' time. So thank you so much for agreeing to do that. Um, before we get started, though, I just want to once again acknowledge the IP sponsors, firstly for Mick, mine and Mick's uh, home club, New South Wales, sponsors Yokohama, Vantage Automotive, Aussie Hire, Faber Competition Parts, Midas, Autocraze and Bilstein Suspension. Thank you to those sponsors. And also thank you very much to the supporters and sponsors for the Baskerville Nationals in Tasmania, those sponsors Yokohama, the Hobart Sporting Car Club, Stateline Freight, Poolquip, Mobile Workshop Supplies, Trendy Cut Meats, Snug Butchers and Don Towing. So thank you again to those sponsors who support IP so well and also make what we do possible by uh, enabling us to get to the track and, and do what we love to do. So thank you to those sponsors and thank you for supporting grassroots racing all around Australia. Now, let's get right into it. And thanks again for agreeing to come on the show and talk us through the Tasmanian entrance to the Baskerville Nationals. Mate, firstly, your thoughts on um, the Tasmanian support for the Nationals, mate. Uh, It's really great to see uh, such a large number of of, of Tasmanians pulling the cars out of the shed and and getting them ready for the Nationals, mate. It is. It's it's absolutely brilliant that we've got almost 25 cars for the Nationals. So um, it's... It's brilliant to have all these cars out. Some that I haven't seen, but it's good to see a good Tassie field for the Nationals. Outstanding, yeah. And some, and some pretty interesting cars yeah. in there, yeah. There is. There's lots of interesting cars from BMWs to Tiranas right out to the, the big late model Commodores. Happy days. And what are your thoughts? I mean, you're as a local, you've done a lot of laps at Baskerville. What sort of track do you think, maybe you can give us some local insight into the vehicles you think will perform well at Baskerville and what sort of car it's going to take to do a quick lap time around there? It's it's hard to say because we can have the under two litre cars uh, on the front row, like the 2012 Nationals. Uh, I think Scott Willing put his little escort on pole beside Ray Hislop. Um, just points-wise and the pace that the car had. Uh, it's it's so hard at basketball to pick who's going to win and who's going to be fast because you can have a fast car one weekend and then come back the next weekend and be off the pace. It's just that, that track. You can have grip uh, one day and the next day it's it's gone. It's like a ice skating ring. And in terms of in terms of the track surface, mate, what's it like? Is it is it bumpy, smooth, off-camber? It's, uh, it used to be really bumpy, uh, but... A couple of years ago, we, we raised enough funds to have it resealed. So it's 
the surface, I think it's very similar to Phillip Island. So the the, the tarmac oh, wow. grade put down. So it's it's very it's really good now. It's been resurfaced. There was lots of bumps before, um, but now there's very little bumps and the cars really. It's even when a wet track, it's quite fast. And the curbs are they are they big banging curbs? Can you can you take curb or or are the curbs um, uh, are they drivers curbs or are they um, mechanics curbs? <laughs> Uh, a bit of both. Um, some curbs are, are nice to lean on. Um, some other curbs, they really unsettle the car and are quite harsh. Nearly, If you had false teeth, they'd probably fall out. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And um, what are the facilities like there? I mean, I've seen, I've seen uh, a lot of historic events and, and you know, I've got um, uh, some friends who've been down there to race historics, but maybe you can talk the listeners through what the facilities are like and I guess the history of the track. It's been there for a long time, hasn't it? It has. It's, I think it's one of Australia's oldest tracks. Um, it's been there a long time. It's it's known as the best viewing track because it's virtually below a hill, so you can park right up the top and you can see the whole track, the whole lot. Um, it's It's a fantastic little circuit. The atmosphere is crazy because I think it's the only track in Australia still that has the pits in the middle. The only way to get in is through the gate or once that's shut over the bridge that the bridge actually come from Longford back in the day. So the old Longford racetrack that was is now unfortunately gone. So there's Lakeside. We've got the other two with um, Bathurst and Eastern Creek, Sydney Motorsport yeah. Park. They're all inside pits. Yeah. Yeah, so there's not many left that are like that now. But it sounds like Baskerville would be a better viewing track, certainly, than Eastern Creek would be. If you could sit at the oh, top of the definitely. hill and see the whole track, that's awesome. Definitely. And it's. Oh, and Eastern Creek's a great viewing spot if you like watching a straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's brilliant the hill to, to watch the cars from. And you, you can see everything. You can see from the, the last corner right up the top to around the start finish line. It's, it's brilliant. You could almost film the whole race from there and be able to see everything. Well, I watched magic. Um, Zach's little footage that he posted and of the one or two laps that he did in your car. And from that, looked like a phone footage or whatever it was. It, it yeah, covered. I filmed that. Oh, that was you? Was it on your yeah, phone? that was me. That was me. Yep. And you could see a lot for how wide an angled lens that a phone has. And you could still see the car going around. It was only right down the bottom before you loop back past the pits again that it looked like it went out of shot for a bit yeah and there's what we call the hump where everyone will go and stand to watch the races which you can near enough once again see the whole track apart from the bottom end when they have the marquees up which they will obviously for the national so there's a, a little bit of non-viewing there but pretty much you can see the whole track it's it's brilliant magic that's awesome well look that's um that's exactly what we need to hear i mean it's hard sometimes for us who haven't actually been to the track and seen it firsthand you might have seen maybe some in car of you know where the track goes and some maybe some racing but you know the whole atmosphere of the place and, and the type of circuit it is that's um that's great insight so thanks so much for that ed and maybe we can have a talk now about some of the tasmanian entrance uh to the nationals so uh, i have a list of, of of people here and 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 thanks so much for agreeing to do this again because it's really interesting for us to to to, to learn a little bit more about the drivers and their cars so the first one uh, i was going to ask you about was uh, steve gangel uh who's bringing a vr commodore to the nationals uh yep. what can you tell us about steve and his car um so that's actually a, a v6 i'm pretty sure it's an ex commodore cup car uh it's done up like a larry perkins replica 
to the cash roll replica. He he that goes to all our local events down here. It's it's quite quick for a V six, and yeah, he he'll have fun. He's always there and a smile on his face. Commodore Cup car, really. So yeah, a Cup yeah, car yeah. didn't keep the four point two and then put a V six in it. Yeah, yeah. So he's got he he had a, a VX originally, but he had a quite a bad blow up. So he's he's back running this one until he can get the his VX V eight back together. So right, yeah. Yep. So has it still got a Super T10 or something in it, like a, a cup card, you know? I'm not too sure on that one. I assume it would. It's good, it's good that Steve's supporting the Nationals and bringing his car out. Thanks, Steve. Yep. Um, the next one I've got is Adrian Millington, who's bringing a Commodore along. What can you tell us about Adrian and his car, mate? Yep. So that's a that's a VL. Now, that used to have a RB Turbo in it. It was very fast in its past years, but I believe it now has a, he's built a V8. And put in it, so unsure of that one yet. It was quite quick when it had the RB in it, um, so it'll be just as quick or even quicker with the V8 in it. I would imagine. So I can't leave this one alone. So yeah. RB30 or RB20, an RB30 with the tiny 36 mil would have been choking its head off at about four grand, three and a half grand. So if he got it to go fast, that's that's great. Was it improved production or a different category? Yeah, no. So IP car. Yeah, right. It hasn't rained for quite some time, but it was up for sale there for a while, and I think he decided then to build a V8 for it. So, Well, that's very good news. If it was already fast as a six-cylinder turbo and he's gone V8, he might be a bit of a standout. might be exciting to see. It could be, and, and you know, I haven't seen it run for a while, and with the V8, it, it'll be quick. And It's an immaculate car. Uh, credit to Adrian on it, so... Great. Is it is it LS or is it nine block? Surprised you didn't ask me. I think it may be LS. Pretty oh, what everyone's pretty much going with now. So yeah, that's it. Shouldn't even be a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they say. So so Adrian, if you're out there, I think um, uh, Mick wouldn't mind swapping you for his uh, RX7 if you're interested, because I know that that's one of Mick's uh, favoured cars. But um, yeah, yep. well, that sounds like it could be a real weapon if it's well driven and well sorted. Uh, it could it could be a quick car. It could be. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I have no doubt it will be quick. Outstanding. And Lee Forrest, I mean, we, we know a lot about Lee already, but have you had any contact with Lee or had any conversation with Lee recently, how, how that car's going and if it's ready for the Nationals and, and any development he might have done on it? So he, he's he been quite quick all year. Um, we had our last state round a bit over a month ago now and it actually caught fire. So it had quite a bad engine fire, engine bay fire. Uh, but crap. I was, yeah, I was on the phone with Lee today, and it is going. Uh, the only thing that he's got to fix now is a taco issue. So I have no doubt that he'll be have that done and ready for nationals. Sure, I'm sure it's sorted out. But yeah, fires never fun. No, um, it uh, injector O ring, I believe, broke. Shit, that old chestnut. Yep. E85. We all know how hot that burns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I had an opportunity to have a good look at Lee's car a couple of years ago when he brought it to Bathurst. And um, that car, for people who haven't seen it, a lot of thoughts gone into just about every aspect of how that car's been built. It's, it's a clever build. Uh, it's not a huge money build, which you might think for an early model car that's that quick. It's just running but... a CT26 standard GT4 Celica Turbo. Mm-hmm, that's Apparently. right, with... Yeah. With with an interesting sort of combination of of clever intercooling and it's just a, it's just a smart build. 
Odette, and just back on that fire, can you tell us a little more about uh, what happened there and maybe uh, how it all went down? One of the first couple that went were rushed down to him when he came in the pit lane and his feet were on fire and, yeah, it was... Oh, Christ. It was, it was quite hectic at the time. Yeah. Shit. He's okay, so the car's okay. The car was fixable, so we, we pushed it back and put it in the bus and he went home and he's obviously been onto it pretty quick, so... Happy days. Well, that's great to hear. So, uh, good luck, Lee, and and hope the car performs well. And we all think that uh, that Lee will, you know, should by all accounts, if he's on form, uh, be close to the front. Yeah, he, he knows where he's will. going. The car's going to be fast. I think. Good stuff. I think Lee will go well. Yeah, he will. Happy days. Now, is it Farrell or Pharrell White? Uh, Farrell White. Uh, in a Commodore. Can you tell us a bit about Farrell and his car, mate? So I'm pretty sure it's a VC Commodore. Um, it's a V8. He hasn't raced for quite a long time. Uh, he raced our last historic meeting. Uh, he went pretty good. Uh, he had a few small issues, but uh, Farrell, he's, he used to run a couple of Target Tasmanias and other events like that. So I think he actually got it out and got it ready for the Nationals. So he'll be he'll be there. He'll be up top 10. I assume it's quite a quick little car. Lots Great. of history. That would be good in in a, in a nationals level field to have a an early model V eight in the top ten would be impressive. Yeah, I'd like to see it keep its ties, but I think it'll qualify. It might qualify well, but I'd be very surprised if it can race well just because of the format of the car and on the tire, the narrower tire. Yeah, yeah, twenty five laps. It's a long way to go at basketball. Hey, hey, Ann, does racing at basketball generally create? incidents or so as in if you had to pick if it was going to be a green flag final from flag to flag or would you think that it's there's good chances some safety car act um in my years that i've been running i've found it's either uh green flag all the way or you'll get a red flag so if it's bad it's bad (laughs) yeah yeah well that's um, not good we don't want to lose any cars no (laughs) and people there's a couple of corners that are, that will bite hard, like around the finish line. If you put a wheel in the outside um, or get a tap there, it'll spear you straight back into the, the Amco railing that's there. And the, at the top of the hill, if you run side by side, there's a tie wall quite right close there. So we've seen some cars in some tie walls. Yeah. I've been in a tie wall there. So when it bites, it hurts. Yeah. Reminds me of Lakeside then. Yeah. Those old tracks, I think they all tend to sort of suffer that a little bit. They're not made with runoff area back in the day. They're yep. real men's track. And, and you've that's got a roll pair. You can't shut your legs because it's so right. hard to drive there. I mean, your legs are just pushed apart. Your knees are against the roll cage and the gearbox. It's the only way you can drive there. And it's, My kind it's of track. Weird. It's a both sort of track. So there's some parts where you've got no runoff. And other parts where you've got miles of runoff where you just run out in the grass and then come back on. So it's, um, it's interesting, though. You just, I mean, if the tracks we race at in New South Wales, so you've got Eastern Creek and Wakefield, and there aren't many corners at either of those tracks where if you make a, a horrible mistake, you will you will eat the wall or, you know, eat a tyre barrier. Four. Turn, yeah. turn you know? three and turn four are the only two at Eastern at mm-hmm. that can buy out and... Unless you have a brake failure, that's that's it. A driver error or a racing error, you, mm. it's, you, you're pretty much good. Maybe coming onto the straight at Wakefield, you can you can clip that concrete because you've got the grass runoff for a little bit, mm. and then the concrete wall starts. But yeah, apart from that, it's hard well, to hit anything around. And, and obviously, obviously Bathurst, yeah, you, know, you make a mistake at the top, and you know it can yeah. really really hurt. But but yeah, we don't 
you know, the, the regular track. So it's, it's an interesting, again, it's interesting to, you know, the risk versus reward at Baskerville is obviously on a different level. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people actually call it a mini Bathurst. Um, there's blind corners, there's off-camera corners, there's steep corners. Um, in videos, it doesn't look steep, but I can tell you that's, that hill is very steep. Yeah, awesome. Good stuff. Mate, so that was Farrell. Uh, let's talk about Jason Wilmot and his RX-7. What, uh, tell us about Jason and his car, mate. Yeah, so Jason, he hasn't ran for oh, a couple of years, I don't think. Um, it's a quick car. I don't think he hasn't ran since the last Nationals. Um, it's hard to give a judge because I personally haven't seen it, so I've been running five years and haven't seen it. So Right. Uh, but I've, I've got some info from a couple other guys. It was quick back in its day. So being RX-7, I don't think it'll be as quick as the Hudson and a couple other ones from the mainland, but it will, it'll will it still be there for an RX-7. Mm, interesting. I, I have a funny feeling this car was for sale a couple of years ago, but um, not sure. I mean, it's great that Jason's bringing it out. And uh, again, another one to, you know, good opportunity to get the car out and dust it off and, and, and go racing. And I guess, you know, you talk about Zach. Zach's car was sitting in a shed until you know, last year or whatever it was. So you never know. Bolt, bolt 50s onto it and <laughs> he might he might be faster than we think. Exactly. And, and that's the best thing about basketball. You you can have a, a little car or a big car and you, you don't know where you're going to be. Epic. And another RX-7, Sam Hines. So this car is for sale. We know that. And Sam's bringing it out for the Nationals to give it a run. Uh, what can you tell us about Sam and, and, and his car? Yep, that, that car, that's quick, very quick. Uh, he's always been up the front end of the, the pack when it's when he's ran uh i don't think he hasn't ran for a year and a bit now i don't think um but it's it's been a really quick car well developed uh, and it would be a really good buy for anyone that wanted to jump in a pretty quick improved production car and be up the pointy end good stuff matthew grace so matthew is racing some form of unspecified nissan maybe you can tell us a bit more about matthew and his car mate Yep, so it's not a Leaf, I can tell you that. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a 200SX. Now, Matthew, he actually took out our IP championship this year. Mm. Um, but last meeting, he did unfortunately do a gearbox. So hopefully, fingers crossed, he's got that fixed, ready for the Nationals. He actually, uh, the last round at Bas- Baskerville, he broke Ray Hislop's lap record that's been standing for 11-plus years. So Wow. It is impressive. Very, very good information. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Because we would never have known that, even though we could have done some research, I suppose. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's great news. Like that's a that's a good hot tip, mate. That's excited me straight away. A lot of people have picked him to be pretty quick and to to run up there with uh, Ray. So good stuff. Well, Matthew, good luck, mate. We'd love to see a Tasmanian in the top three, top five. Uh, or even yeah, right in right at the very pointy end. So hopefully you can get it done, mate. Next one. So uh, we spoke a little bit about this off air, uh, in uh, the Rodney Gates Datsun sixteen hundred. It it would look like possible that Rodney won't be running that car. Uh, maybe you can explain why. Um, yeah. So as of a couple of days ago, uh, my sister's uh, boyfriend bought the vehicle, so it's gone. Rod was building another vehicle, so. He may be there, but at the moment, it's looking like a possible scratch for Rod. Mm. Well, it's a shame on, on the one hand, but that car was too good a buy to uh, oh. to stay for sale for long. Definitely. It's it's originally an under-two-litre car, and I believe it actually has won a couple of national titles in under-two-litre. So it was very quick back in its day. A logbook since 91, I believe. 91? Yeah, 91. Well, that's well before improved production. 
That's back in Street Sedan. Yeah, Street Sedan. Yeah, great. Well, that's great. What a good, good luck. Yeah, good luck to your sister's boyfriend in running the car. And sounds like it's um, he's got a pretty good deal there with a decent spares package and a fairly fresh build. So, um, yeah, good luck. Definitely. No, he'll, uh, he'll enjoy that. Stuff. Uh, and that car you mentioned might be out doing some regularity laps at the Nationals. Not in the Nationals but itself, but maybe uh, at the track. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be out there. So he'll, he'll have a run in regularity and uh, get used to that. It was probably a bit of a ask to throw him in the deep end for the Nationals. So he'll just run around and watch the, the big mainland guys go and have some fun in his little daddo. Good luck to him. And the next one, uh, James Baldwin and Astarian. Now, yeah, you've got some information on James and this car. I do. So uh, I, I work for James and his little Starion. Uh It's very quick, little 4G63 twin cam. Uh, it was built down in here uh, by a couple of lads five years ago, I believe. Uh, it's actually, we had a UK guy come over and drive it at one of our historic events as well. So it's got some history. It's very quick uh, and he'll he'll be up the pointy end as well. So top 10, I would imagine. Good stuff. And uh, over's car, turbocharged? Yeah, over car. So 3.4 yeah. turbocharged. So it's a shame that it's not Ash's old car, just for a bit of nostalgia, but it's great that there's another Starion around. And if it's fast, already proven, and you think it's going to be one of the top picks, then that's even more exciting. So I, I love a Starion. I reckon they're a great-looking old thing. Not no, many of them survived, but, yeah, they're a great-looking old car for that 80 zero. Nice lines, good chassis. They are a good car and they're well built. So, yeah, he'll, he'll be close to the top 10 or in it, I would imagine. Yeah, I can't believe the the Starion, it's kind of a Sigma, two-door Sigma, but for some reason the Cordia was popular and it was terrible. And yet the Starion wasn't popular and it was a great thing. Yep, yep. And it's they're a beautiful car. I, I love it. I love working on it. So um, it's he's always consistent. Uh, we had, we've had a couple of issues with gearboxes and stuff, but we've sorted that now. It's got a... A Mazda gearbox in it, so that won't break. He'll I was going to say they got a common bell housing pattern. Yeah, yeah. You can they put do. the well, the, the bell housing to gearbox patterns the same. You can put a Starion bell housing on a Mazda gearbox. I didn't know that until I researched looking for bits for mine, what I couldn't couldn't use to fix my broken gearboxes. <laughs> Stuff. Well, yes, good luck yeah. to James, and and um, sounds like that car will be one to watch. And Adam Williams. So Adam's bringing a Tirana to the Nationals. Uh, which model Tirana's Adam got? So that's an A9X hatchback Tirana. That has over 600 horsepower at the rear wheels. <laughs> he he hasn't ran it in IP for a long time. Uh, so he, he runs it in what we call our sports GT class down here. Um, yep. It's insanely quick. It sounds outstanding, but not sure it's probably more as a Simmons Plains car, though, right? It is, definitely, yes, yep. Um, <laughs> not sure how it will hold up after 25 laps, tyres and fatigue on the driveway, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Adam's going yeah, to this. He's going to wear some steering bushes out in that thing, for sure. Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's, it is, it's really quick. Um, but we down here, we don't do big laps. We Our biggest... Uh, Laps that we probably do is about seven or eight down here. So oh, 25 is a long way to go. Down. I might finish some races. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam will finish with, what, canvas on the rear tyres and a big smile on his face, but Quite probably possibly. going backwards. Yes. Um, there was a video shared around of him warming his tyres up at our historic event and left some big train tracks up the hill. So um, it's... It's going to be hard to see whether those rear tyres will hold up 25 laps. You might have to do well, a pit stop. They'll be good to watch, though. 
<laughs> Very good. Well, good luck, Adam. And uh, um, yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing some video of that, mate. Jared House. So this is another A9X Tirana. Can you tell us about Jared and his car? I can, but he he's not running a Tirana anymore. Um, he brought Kerry Wade's ex BMW from WA. So. Oh, that's where oh, it went. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so so can get, the next question is: Can Jared drive? Because that car is bloody quick. He he comes from Speedway background. Um, oh, that, he can he, drive then. He's a peddler. Um, the Tirana uh, is a. It's been around for a long time. Uh, he can definitely wheel. Uh, he was quite quick in the Tirana for a Tirana. He was running with Grace and um, Bradley Chick at a couple of rounds ago, so it's quick. Um, but obviously, he's he decided to run run the BMW. So I would imagine that I've done a bit of research on that car. He'll be up the pony end for sure. Yeah. It's oh a yeah. Factory Schnitzer model, just about with everything that Wade resourced from from Deutschland for it. So yeah, it's it's an awesome bit of kit. And Wade's a damn good driver. I remember him all the way back from former Ford. So, you know, he was making the car look good, but it was still a good car. It was still a very, very good car. Yep. And that car, I don't think Kerry did that much driving in it. I'm not sure it's done a huge number of laps. So, you know, probably a lot of nationals. Yep. But, you know, he hasn't been running it week in, week out in the state championship, I don't think. So you're not talking about a car that's got, you know, a lot of work on it, and that means potentially that if Jared can sort it and get the best out of it, I mean, we talked about this, you know, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast, that car is probably the best E30 in Australia with Brawnies. Yep. Uh, and, I think it's better than know, Brawnies' car, definitely. Uh, arguably, yeah, and and the track will suit that chassis, and if Jared can if Jared can extract the best out of it, I reckon that's potentially, certainly a top 10 car, potentially even further Five. up. Yeah, yep. that's going to be up there. With that that that's going to be up there with Dukes and and Zach. I think he's definitely one that'll pull everything out of a car. I've seen him with the Tirana. He can pull every little bit out of that car and be fast. Oh, that's that's really exciting. So that's great. That's great to hear that, Jared. Good yep. luck, and hope the car holds together. And I'm sure you'll be getting a visit from our own uh, Andrew Macca McMaster, who will want to drool over the car. Just to make sure you've got a <laughs> towel somewhere nearby. Uh, he, I'm sure he'll give you a beer for the privilege. But uh, yeah, that's great. Good stuff. Well, good luck, Jared. Scott Arthur in a Commodore. Uh, what can you tell us about Scott? Yep. So it's a, a VX LS1. It's a, a fresh build. It's first year in IP this year, and he's. He's been quite well. He was on the podium at our last round. Fast, consistent, very reliable, uh, and makes all the right noises. Awesome. Good. <laughs> so another late model V8. So yep. that'll, that'll be good to see. Um, and Terry Mauling in an Escort. So is this an unders or an overs car? So that's Hedden. an unders car. Now, at a possibility, he may not be running. So those couple of ones at the bottom of the AI list uh, that we in red are possibilities. Um, right. So oh, we're right. not sure yet. So... It is an unders car. It was quite competitive. It was built for the 2012 Nationals, I believe, and Terry purchased it off the original owner. It's quick, but it's a little Duratec. Oh, good. Hopefully he enters. Well, Terry, if you're listening to the podcast or if somebody else who knows Terry is listening to the podcast, enter. Bring the car because I think the unders field, with the unders field the way it is, you'd, you'd have a chance. So bring it along. Darren Martin, so he's another possible in a Tirana. What can you tell us about Darren? So that Tirana is A9X. I believe it's original SR 5000. Uh, it's God. an X. 
Roger Heard car. So Roger's, I think he won a few IP nationals, maybe in the vehicle. I'm not sure. Roger, he ran stallions at Bathurst, and he's raced a lot of competitive cars, touring cars. That car is very quick. He, that's definitely a top ten, top five, possibly car, um, in the right conditions. So. Darren, yes. enter. Enter, Darren. <laughs> he is entered. No, he's entered. I've, oh, I've, awesome. Yep, so he's he's definitely running. I know that one for sure. Epic. All these hidden gems down in Tasmania, Ed, and yeah. this is why we wanted you on the show. Because, we already had yeah. 15 people in our top five. Now we've got 20. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great problem to have, too. It just shows that, the you know, it's going to be a competitive nationals, and, uh, you know, it's going to be, there's going to, it's going to be on in the heats and people pushing to 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 get a good start position for that final so that's awesome yeah it sounds like basketball will promote the close racing anyway so to know that there's so many good local cars as well as the good cars we that we know of and we've discussed in the previous app that yeah that's just even more exciting um yeah that's going to be going to be really interesting really it interesting will, it, it's it, it's going to be very hard to pick the top 10 or top five even. Uh, Ray, I don't think he's drove basketball since the last Nationals that were here. So that was in 2012. So I have no doubt he'll be fast. But I reckon some of the Tassie guys will, will take it to him this year. Mm-hmm. And, As will a couple of the... mainland guys. Yep. And and I think that's the what what's got me most excited is we're talking about a lot of cars that can lay down a quick lap and probably be at the front in a shorter heat race. And then you've got a lot of cars that over the, over a longer race distance, i.e. Yep. a final, they're going to be pushing through. And yep. so the BMWs will, and RX-7s. Yep. Yep. And there'll be great racing. That's, yep. that's going to be good to watch. So this is really phenomenal. It's got me really excited now. Oh, uh, no. Not that it wasn't before. Basketball should, because they shouldn't be able to get away too much at the start. Like we, the last few nationals, apart from Barbagello, is so if you take 2016 at Phillip Island and Tail and Bend, the the big LMV8s got so far away that when their tire deck hit, they're already lapping cars and too far in front. So it's um, I, um, it should be I, really really good to see at Baskerville. I reckon there's a, a very high high chance that. Uh, that start line to the first corner is not very far. Uh, there's a high chance that we may there'll probably be a safety car on that first lap or possibly a red flag. It's it's oh, hard. Don't say it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want a red flag. But... No, we don't. But it's just that that corner. It's a it's a fast flowing uh, right hander, and it's hard to squeeze a lot of cars through there. So it'll everyone well, has to get their op- they're very clean for that first lap or first. Hopefully, lap. everyone's got their brain switched on. Yep, yeah. yep. Listeners, crossed. if you, if you're listening, you've got to finish the race to win it. So it's not one on the through, first corner. That's true. Um, how often have we heard that? All right, let's <laughs> let's move on because there's still a few more to talk about. Um, so Brad Chick, you we spoke about Brad a little earlier off air. Brad's bringing a VY Commodore. Uh, is he entered? Do you know? And and if so, can you tell us a little bit a bit, bit about Brad and his car? Yep, so he's he's definitely entered. Uh, I was speaking to him today. Uh, he second in the championship this year, coming off a round win a couple of weeks ago at Simmons Plains. Uh, it's that's a fast car, and it's going to be faster again. So he's done a little bit of some few changes to that, and it's he'll be up the front for sure, definitely. You've got about 
20 people just in this Tasmanian list at the front. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what is this, a plateau of front runners? Everyone's just running wheel to wheel at the front of the race. <laughs> in, our, in our rounds, like some of the cars that haven't entered for a long time, but like uh, Lee Forrest, Matthew Grace, Baldwin, Scott Arthur and Chick, the, it's, we'd have some close racing at Baskerville. Simmons Plains is a little bit different because it's a longer track. Uh, yeah. And the V8s tend to overpower the turbo and the four-cylinder cars. Yeah, yeah, um, we don't want to uh, talk about Simmons Plains. It's <laughs> no, <laughs> it's a good track, but it's it's horsepower and brake, so mm. it's. Is it a good track because it's one of the only other ones you got, or is it <laughs> <Yep>. because? <laughs> because yeah, because it's not a good track. Don't you don't it's... have to lie because you're Tassie. No. Yeah, it's... we're pretty honest on this on this show. Mate. It's a good track, like Sandown is a good track. Well, Sandown, Sandown's got history, but yeah, it's the Simmons Plains of Victoria, that's for sure. Basketball's a really driver's track. Um, you don't get a chance to let up. You're always on it or thinking about the next corner. Yeah, the exit of one corner affects the entry of the other corner, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, that's why we like we like Wakefield. Well, a lot of us that like to steer a car and throttle steer and balance a car properly, we like Wakefield and Eastern Creek slash at Sydney Motorsport Park is just a bore like it's just good chassis like the more money and the better chassis and the more more horsepower you've got the faster you go at sydney exactly. motorsport park yep. it's not the the car makes way too much difference at sydney motorsport park so we don't like that well a lot of us don't like that and wakefield if you come off one corner wrong you're just terrible for the next few so i yeah i, I agree with you on what i've seen of baskerville and i think that's pretty exciting that there's a nationals and there's so many good cars and people running that's which I didn't think was going to happen, which is yeah. fantastic news. Yeah. It's awesome. And before we move on from from Brad and his Commodore, it, we were talking a little bit about Brad's history. Brad owned another car, didn't he? Yeah, he owned a, a little Mazda uh, RX3 coupe or RX4 coupe. It's an RX3. Um, it's original RX3. Yeah, run as an yeah. uh, And that, that was car was immaculate and unfortunately had a little mishap at Clipsal a couple of years back. Um, it had but, more but, than uh, one. <laughs> it did. It, had it just had one weekend. final mishap. Um, he had a bad weekend that weekend, but uh, that car will be back. I can assure you that. Um, Outstanding. So he's he's rebuilding it. It is being rebuilt. I can tell you that. Yeah, much. good. Good. That's outstanding. That's that's exciting because again, Mick, Mick and I we love the uh, the RX three eight oh eights, and so Brad. Best of luck pulling that car back together. We want to see it back on track. So good luck. Yep. And also good luck in your Commodore at the Nationals, mate. It sounds like you'll be towards the front. So good luck and uh, hope uh, hope you can, again, show some speed and hope the car holds together and hope you have a good result. Anthony McKenzie in his Escort. Is, is Anthony coming along? I reckon so. I, have, he, I haven't got his entry yet, but that Escort there is the fastest down here. It's won a couple of National titles as well. Because uh, unders, yeah, unders, yeah. So uh, it's insanely fast. Uh, he's lapping Baskerville in fifty eights. That was the last time he drove it a couple of rounds back. Wow, it's crazy fast for a two liter car. That's amazing. Well, Anthony, don't let anything stop you bringing it to the nationals. I mean, this is an opportunity to show some of the fastest under two liter cars in the nation how quick that car really is. So please, Anthony, enter. So Duratec, I believe it's a Cosworth. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, right. Cool. And Dean Tapping in a Datsun 1600. What can you tell us about Dean? Yeah, so Dean, he's under two litre. Uh, I ran against him at our last historic event. Hard battler. Quick little car. 
Uh, unsure whether he'll enter yet, but uh, I reckon he will. Uh, it's a quick car. It'll be for the t- under two liter car, so it'll be up the pointy pointy end for sure. Good luck, Dean. Leon Duggan in an escort. Yep, so that's a little uh, under two liter car, uh, little two liter Pinto. Um, so he's he would have won our under two liter championship this year, but unfortunately, I don't recognise uh, under two liter cars down here. It's just improved production. So he's always at every event. Uh, he'll be at this event, and he's always quick, so he'll be another one that'll be there for the under two liter cars as well. Good stuff. So, Very good. Uh, yeah, Leon, good luck, and and hope the car holds together, and hope you have a good uh, a good event. Uh, Philip House. Now, I think I've seen some video of Philip's BMW in car on um, on YouTube. What can you tell us about Philip? Yeah, so that's a little E30, I believe. Um, he's ran that for a long time. He's a uh, Actually, I think it might be Jared's uncle. So there's Jason House is in another BMW as well. Uh, Phil House, his BMW is really quick. He ran around with uh, Jared in the Tirana, so that'll be another really quick BMW. Makes a marvellous noise. <laughs> so uh, what what happened is Jason went out and bought the best E30 in Australia so he could uh, win the family war. Is that is that what's happened? It could be. Um, <laughs> it, it's definitely going to be a combinator commentator's nightmare with the three houses in all bmws i'm not sure what color uh jared's the kerry wade car is but i know the other two used to be orange orange so the other two house cars they're both white so uh it's going to give the commentators a hard little (laughs) thing to work out which is which well it's a good problem to have so it's it's good that uh, phil's bringing the car out and that there'll be again good track for the for that chassis and so hopefully philip you have a good a good run as well James Holdsworth. Now, is this a new or an old 86? Do you know? So that is a Toyota 86 series car that they run on Ooh. the <laughs> little flat we... boxer, four-cylinder, flat cylinder. So, um... oh, well, at least we know what the worst car in the field is now. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much he loves those uh, those fat 86s. Well, I love those cars. They're just terrible in improved production. They're a yeah, great chassis true. and they're a great little car and they they could be so much more and turbocharged if our rules led it. It wouldn't be such a slug of a thing. But in series rules, in improved productions, they suck. They absolutely suck. They, they, yeah, I feel sorry for anyone that's got an A6 car that thinks, oh, yeah, I'm going to come and play in improved production because my car should go all right in under two litre. But, you know, you can't take the 300 kilos out of it that you need to to make it any good. <laughs> and I'm not sure whether he'll enter either because he's actually running at Sandown this weekend with the support category for the supercars. So he may not run yet. We're not sure. Yeah, I think I know what I'd choose. Although I have to say, I mean, running in Nationals at Baskerville, be a, a track full of cars, um, a lot of different speeds. Probably find someone to race with. Yeah, well, but, if um, it's a war of attrition, it won't have any tyre deg. It won't use any mm-hmm. fuel. You know, it just, it's not going to break. It won't break. <laughs> you know, so. Maybe if it was 785 laps, then it would go all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, bring the car. I hope everything goes well for you this weekend in the sport category and bring the car and race. In spite of what Mick says, I reckon you'll go all right, mate. So uh, the last one on our list, mate, it's you. And how, uh, tell us a bit about your car and, and how you think you're going to go this weekend, mate. We're not too sure. Uh, we've we come off a win at our last historic round, so... It's unpro- I haven't ran much in IP this year, so it's hard to tell where it'll be, especially with the mainlanders. My main goal for the weekend is to make the final, so we'll we'll see how she goes. It's under two litre, though? Yeah, under two litre, so it's a, a naturally aspirated 
four AG sixteen hundred. Nice, old school baby. So I'm, I'm I'm cutting myself a couple of uh, CC short of two, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so is it is it a stroke that's got some seven AG bits in it, or is it still sixteen hundred? No, so it's still sixteen hundred. So fifteen eighty seven, yeah. what they came out standard yeah. with. So yeah, we're still we're short of the two liter. We'll probably later on build a a seven AG out to a two liter. So but at the moment. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it Costs as is. It's the same in development, and you've already straight at two litre, and you got Toyota's reliability. Yeah, yeah. Been quite well, reliable. We've had some gearbox issues, but hopefully we should be on to that now. Good so. stuff. So and since you, you gave Zach your car for a bit of a drive, have you and Zach had a chat about, because Zach's a very good steerer, you know, we all know that. Has he given you some, some hay... What do you think about this? What do you think about that? What about this corner? Have you guys discussed so we, you can try and get some advantage for giving the kid a drive? We we did have a, a bit of a chat and uh, I watched I watched him quite a lot that day and there is a couple of things that I will be taking to the national. So we're hoping for that sixty second lap. So awesome. be, it's quite quick for a little sixteen hundred. So we'll be yeah I'll be happy if we can top three. I'll be happy. So. Even in the top, even to make the final will be a brilliant thing for me. So, and you know, Zach will help you through the weekend too. If you have got any other questions, he's probably more than happy to talk to you about it. If you have got any other driving questions or whatever, yeah, and that's exactly right. He's, um, I couldn't believe how like the professionalism of him and how he could come in and say we need to do this and do that, or was he's it quicker that time? Or he and every lap was consistent, like it was bang spot on the same time thereabouts and if he made a mistake he was able to tell you exactly what lap that was and he changed this and changed that wanted to know if it was faster or slower he's for his age he's he's going to go a long way in in our sport yeah they learn all that as kids in karting if you're a pro carter like he was well you know when i say pro at the top level that's you have to do that otherwise you just get smoked so everyone the top the top 15 drivers in the level of racing that he was racing at are all as good as him and they all could have probably been supercar drivers or make it around the world if they had the opportunity yes and a few of them are because they've had that opportunity but that's as right it is um some poor uh, ip drivers at the front now have to um either Deal take Zach Zach. or watch him in the mirror <laughs> because and he's that good and the scary thing is he's in a car that is good enough to I think just quietly win the nationals. Uh, um, you know, if he's my pick for uh, nationals, so there you go. Oh, the actual pick. Well done. Yeah, I just can't go past number one. I just can't go past how easy it will be for Ray to just hold it out. The car's so big. If but if Zach gets in front, then and we have a green flag race from flag to flag, it's going to be very hard to not think that he's going to stay there. You know, like he's. He's going to be well, fast. unless Matthew Grace or you know, <laughs> James oh yeah, there's Baldwin tons of these, these people we local know, guys right. who who we now know, and we've all yeah, we've still talked about Trev, we've talked about Scott Willing, we've talked about obviously Adam Poole and his Monaro. I mean, there's so many quick cars going, mate. Anything could happen. It's going to be yeah. great if it's a short sprint to turn one as well. Those Scott Willing and Trev that in the four wheel drive turbos, they're going to be mm-hmm. they're going to be menacing, especially mm-hmm. in the heats. They're going to get some good points in. You guys may not know, but Scott's actually an ex-Tassie guy. Uh, he won the 2012 Nationals in his escort fund, a two-liter down here. So, oh, there he's, you go. He's been poached from <laughs> poached from us to Vic, but he's ex-Tassie guy and he knows that track pretty well. So, 
I've and no he's in a quick car. He's in a very quick car. Mate, if he goes well down there, he'll be saying he's Tasmania again, don't you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, was, I was quite surprised when he put on his entry form it has Vic, so... Yeah, all right. He's, he's probably a member Stick of the club, that. is he? So give him... Yeah, he's a member of it. Anyway, good stuff. Look, Ed, that's exciting. And, mate, good luck to you on the on next weekend, I guess it is. Yeah, look, I hope the car holds together. I hope you have a ball. I uh, hope you keep it clean and, mate, finish towards the front. That'd be awesome. And good luck getting to the final. And, and mate, we, we, we both wish you all the best. That's uh, Have a great weekend. No, thank you guys very much. Thank you so much because Mick and I, we didn't know any of that. And uh, I bet you most of the mainlanders wouldn't either. Especially the guys who are coming down the race. They'll be super excited that there's even more cars and people they didn't even know existed that could be a threat or fun the race with. So yeah. that's great. Yeah. It's it is it's definitely going to be hard to pick who will be outright. Like my my pick would be Zach Hudson, his swap. Then it's in between Matthew Grace and Brad Chick, so it's going to be very hard to pick that those Shit. top three steps. So you, and you're not putting Jared in the X Wade BMW in there, and you've got like I said Adam Poole, you've got Scott Willing, you've got Trev, you've got oh yeah. look a handful of. Quick cars. That, I mean, mm. and, and this is why I think it's going to be really important, obviously, with the tight track and everything in that short run to turn one, you, 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 the points accumulation through the heats are going to be so important. And that's um, exactly right. If you're going to have oh. to have the points, you're not going to be have to, you're going to have to finish every heat and have those points because if you're down the order six or seven, it, it'll be pretty hard. Once those guys get in front and they start to pull that little bit, it'll be hard yeah. yep. until the tire dead kicks in. It'll be hard to catch. Yeah, you get you get messed up in other people's crap. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep, yep, so absolutely. Point, points are going to be the main thing, I think. So, And there's only Friday to learn what to do. So I Correct. think the, the mainlanders, you'll see them fight back through during the weekend, I think. But I, I'm going to say, apart from the few cars that we think are going to be right at the front, then we'll see your big bunch of front-running Tassie guys that you reckon are going to be there, definitely, because they already know what's up. And then you'll see as they follow them, the mainlanders follow them through the heats, they'll pick up the track more, yeah. they'll pick up some local pick knowledge. Yep. yep, exactly. And then that means that it'll be on for an exciting field, and you, final, sorry, through the field, and you'll probably have... 10 little mini battles all through the race, you know, it, five or so cars. Yeah. From that, the green flag to the checkered flag, <laughs> it'll be on. Yep. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's so many good passing opportunities. The tire dig with the big cars come in, and obviously, like some of the, I think it's Peter Costello from Queensland. Um, I've heard a bit from Zach and that, that he's, that car, he'll be, I reckon that car may even possibly be a top 10 car at basketball with the, how quick it is, so... Is that the under-two-litre, Casado? Yeah, yeah, yeah Casado, is it Casado, Peter Casado? Yeah, Casado, yeah, that car's yeah. quick, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean, last year, the, well, not last year, the two, 2012 Nationals, there was an under-two-litre car on the front row beside his slot. Yeah. Different tyre, but still, that's still, that's yeah. still if, encouraging. If, you know, if, if you had someone, the ex-Cox Civic or something, you know, one of those really quick Civics, I think you'd definitely think, yep, that oh. could be top three, top, you know, but I'm I'm not sure with a live axle rear car in fifties with all and with all the quality of the oversfield. Oh, you know, anything's possible, I guess. And they might we'll be able see. to throw some quality together, but they're not going to race there. We all know they mm. can't. No, they can't yeah, race. It's the hill is the killer. Like even for my car, if I 
I run around with Scott Arthur and his Commodore, and once he gets to the hill, he pulls that big gap, and then by the time you get back up to him, they're on the back straight, and he's gone yeah. again and catch him yep. again. And it's, it's he's they've got to make it's a fun, mistake. Mate. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> they've got to they've got to make a mistake to get in, and then you're in front, and then it's hard for them to get back past because you can pull away in the tight parts. And yeah, the good thing about it is if you if you look at all the people we're talking about. This is one thing you can say about Baskerville. With everything that's going to happen, it seems to me that you could have any one of the categories of overs car at the front. You could have a late model V8 because of the yep. you know good late model V8, quick lap speed, will pull a gap, hold and hold its ties together for long enough to get to the end, and then be able to you know park itself on the apexes. You yep. could have. An early model car like an RX-7, aspirated early model car like an RX-7, use its weight and, and nimble handling to generate, you know, lap speed across a final. You could have an early model turbo car with a huge torque. And again, if it holds its tyres together with a lightweight, could be at the front if it's well-driven. Or you could have a late model turbo. Um, yeah. Certainly the four-wheel drives, all the S13, S14, S15 type chassis, any yeah, of them uh, could... If you had to ask me what car I'll take if I had to pick, I'll be taking the... Green Boostworks 808. Mm-hmm. If someone said, "Pick a car that's available that isn't entered right now, you can have it. Go have a run, and mm-hmm. we'll pay for it and support you." <laughs> I would pick that car. I'll take that yep. car for sure. It would be a weapon around there. It would be quick. And you just yep. have to be really conservative about squeezing down and making sure you're straight to not cook anything. And yep. and then. Yeah, just driving smart in that car is going to be hard. Would be hard to lose, I reckon. Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it'll be quick, no doubt. And and um, so anyone you know, that wants to offer that green eight oh eight, I'll 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 enter if I if it's around. And so if I get to drive it, I'll the, the house can go. I don't need it. I need to drive. <laughs> That's the one for sale, isn't it? The green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, oh boy, and what a deal! 40, 40 45 grand. I mean, that's. Yeah. Uh, that's a yeah, good buy, you, I reckon. Cost you eighty to build it with with friends helping you. Oh boy! Well, I can tell you, it yeah. costs you more than that because I'm building one myself, and no, I won't, yeah. I won't say. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's too many not people. Why, not why the listeners can hear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks again, both of you, for joining us tonight. So again, thank you, Ayrton. Really great to have you on the show, mate. No, thank you, and uh, more than welcome to always help out. And uh, thanks for having me on. It's been awesome. Good stuff, and Mick. Thanks again, mate. Thank you. Thank you, Ayrton. Great insight into all that local talent that you've got down there, and not just in the you know the maybes that we're all thinking about now. Is is are they going to be able to be as fast as you're saying? Are we going to have 25 cars in the top five like we've just predicted, or you know is it going to be the usual suspects? So it, I think it's made it even more exciting, and I know Chris and I and our listeners really appreciate you giving us this fantastic insight, and I've really enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much, mate. Thank you, and uh, I, I think that, that I think we're at the track density is 34. I'm pretty sure it's going to be bumper to bumper the whole way. Awesome. That's my prediction, so. That's good, and hopefully they all keep a shiny side up. Hopefully they all make it through that first corner in one piece, and we can watch a sprint to the flag between... 
a lot of quick cars, including some yeah. locals, which is great to hear. So um, thanks again uh, to both of you. Thank you to the IP sponsors around Australia, including those sponsors of the Nationals in Baskerville. Thank you so much for supporting our category. Thanks to you listeners out there. We appreciate your support. Thanks to the volunteers, including all the flag marshals, uh, committee people, all the people that support IP racing around Australia. Thank you for doing what you do. Without you, we couldn't race. And to the racers, thank you too for supporting our category. Those of you who've got dusty cars in the shed, bust them out. Uh, bring them to the track. And uh, if you can't do it this year, as I've said in previous episodes, get to work over the summer, get your cars ready and bring them out next year because we'd love to have you back in the category. Subscribe for future episodes of the podcast. And thanks again for joining us. Take care, everybody.